Welcome to the Ladder Roofing Mastermind, a podcast that highlights roofing success through systems. I am your host, Emily Moe. Our topic today is a new way to make plans. And I'm just going to go ahead and apologize. I'm getting over a weird cold, and so I might sound a little funky, but I can't. um, The show must go on. (laughs) So here I am. The fourth quarter is usually when a lot of business owners take a little extra time and think about how the current year has gone, what they'd like to see happen in the next year. It's goal setting time. It's a time of reflection, blah, 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 blah. I agree in doing all of those things, but I believe most of us have done this wrong most of the time, myself included. So I just want to kind of get into a little bit of that today maybe help you look at it a little differently because I am now looking at this a little differently as well. So just this week, I took the 16 personalities assessment. It's a free personality assessment, which I do every few years. And I am never surprised to learn that I'm still an INTJ, which is, uh, they gave me the little character of the architect. The biggest defining piece of the architect's bio is that we put a lot more value on rationality and action than we do on emotions and feeling. It's not that we don't feel. Uh, I'm here to tell you that we feel quite a lot. We just don't care. (laughs) I don't mean that we don't care. We, We don't find much value in discussing our emotions or putting a lot of weight on them and would instead favor discovering what is true, what is right, what really matters. Sometimes our emotions matter and sometimes they don't. They're just in the way. And I think my personality type is very adept at rooting out and proving (laughs) that um, most of the time our emotions really aren't that important and should not be the main driving force for whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. So (laughs) that very sentence is why We are a very misunderstood bunch for sure. So if you are a fellow INTJ, I salute you. (laughs) I would say I feel your pain, but um, we're we're too rational for that. (laughs) I bring bring this up because one area that I find feelings incredibly valuable is when we're discussing the future. But I need to kind of explain this in a way that makes sense. So I'm going to tell you a story of something that happened in my life about six weeks ago. And um, then I'll tie it in with our discussion on making plans for the next year. So just bear with me for a minute. I have two daughters. One just turned 12 and the other is about to turn 10 next month. I've told them for years now that when they turn 13, we are going to take a mother-daughter trip somewhere fun, just the two of us. Um, I think it'll be a fun tradition and I plan to find ways of making it a memorable and meaningful experience for her uh, and me, obviously. Anyway, I was discussing this with the mother of one of my 12-year-old's friends and she has the same idea for her daughter, which was kind of cool. So we're talking about it. Her daughter's birthday is actually the day after my daughter's birthday. And um, her daughter was telling her she wanted to spend her trip in New York City. And I was telling her that my daughter has really expensive taste and had originally asked if we could go to Greece. <laughs> We've never been there. We're <laughs> That's not a typical vacation for us. 
So this friend suggested we make it a double mother-daughter trip. And so we talked about that some more and decided to go for it, especially since their birthdays are just a day apart. And we decided to make it a cruise to the Bahamas. I hopped online. I found a great deal on a cruise that leaves port the same week as the girl's 13th birthdays next year. And without a thought, secured our tickets, all four of them. Later that night, I thought more about it. And I realized a few things about this moment in time. Uh, Number one, my mother never took me on a trip like this. In fact, I've never been on a cruise in my entire life and certainly never anywhere with just me and mom. Never where I was the center of attention. And so I'm not complaining and saying that my mother didn't love me. She she did and she does. But this was not an experience that I would have ever thought even possible to dream about as a child. Like that's just, that's not the culture. That's just not what, it's not what our family did or was about. So I'm just kind of having this moment of thinking like, oh, well, this is new, right? (laughs) Number two, I am now the type of person who's able to plan a vacation one year in advance, pay for it without anxiety, with no worry about the financial aspect at all. It was not even much of a thought. And I had actual joy in my heart to do it. It was, it was just a real experience of like, whoa, again, this is new. This is a different experience, a different level. Number three, when I began to think about what sort of childhood this is providing my daughter, I felt some pride in knowing that I'm giving her more connection, more intention than I received from my mother. And, and that I, I, I think is good. You know, um, we aren't, we aren't going to live like the Kardashians on these vacations, but my, my thought and intention really is just all about the time that we'll be spending together, the experiences that we'll share. And, and I felt some real pride in being able to provide that and, and do it without worry and stress, just with full presence with my daughter on these trips, which is the whole point really. But then I, I started to feel some fear um, right behind those thoughts of pride. What sort of adult does a girl like this grow up to be? I don't know. I've not had the experience of, of being a girl who is treated in this way and growing up with parents that prioritize the things that I prioritize. Um, I don't know what that experience looks like, and I don't know what that experience is going to result in. I'm continuing to unpack all of this, but I just, I only bring up that fear and, and questioning aspect of it because um, I just want to be fully transparent. This personal development journey that I'm on, that I hope you're on too, does give us these amazing positive aha moments. And oftentimes it is accompanied by discomfort and some fear and doubt and all that stuff. So I just wanted to um, mention it because it needs to be unpacked and looked at more closely. And I'm doing that. Um, I'm not going to do that on this podcast episode, (laughs) but I am going to just call it out. So that's just full transparency. I want to make sure that's communicated as well. With every new level of growth or achievement comes the questions and doubts and fear because, well, I'm an architect working without a blueprint in most cases. Um, okay, so the very next day after after that vacation planning, 
like literally less than 24 hours later, I found myself in a meeting with an estate attorney discussing the setup of our family trust. We were going over some of the obvious things like who do we want to appoint as trustees? Um, Who will we leave in charge of our medical decisions if one or both of us are incapacitated or unable to make those decisions? Who, you know, some will questions like if I should pass before my children are of age, who gets them? Who's going to handle our affairs? What are some of the rules in making future decisions for this trust once my husband and I are gone? Now, number one, my husband was mainly part of this conversation to be a good sport. He was providing his opinion to make as little fuss and to keep things as simple as possible, probably because he he doesn't see the future the same as I do, at least not yet. So he's still like, I don't know why we're here, but sure, let's do this, this and that because it sounds simple. <laughs> and that's good. We need that. And he'll, he'll get to where, where I am in these thoughts, hopefully soon, soon. But number two, as we're having this discussion, the thought popped into my head, people like me don't have trusts. People like me just work hard. Uh, Having something to show for it has never been a thing. People like me just work hard, have little to show for it, and never have to worry about actually protecting it. Who do I think I am building protections for these results of my hard work? And like, it was so strange because I had the thought and then I, I recognized immediately that I had that thought. But then number three, I remembered what my, I've heard my coach Ed Milet say this a hundred times. Every wealthy and financially secure family has not always been that way. At some point in their history, someone had to come along and change the trajectory of that family's future and culture. Every wealthy family you can name had the one who changed it all. And I am the one for my family. No one is going to do it for me. No one's going to do it for them, for the for the present and future of my family. So I have to be the one. And I'm willing to be the one. <laughs> it means just doing things that are new and, and not messing it up. <laughs> right? So that reminder shifted my short-lived imposter panic. And I started to smile. People like me doesn't mean who I came from. Now, people like me means people like you, you listening right now. People like me listen to podcasts designed to push us. We surround ourselves with the right inputs of knowledge and inspiration. People like me is people like us. People like me create movements for the betterment of everyone around us. What our families did before us is the foundation, but architects like you and me, we are designing what comes next. So how do these two events in my life correlate to planning for the next year? Easy. I've discovered the importance of recognizing these moments when they are happening. These were two very important moments in my life and just happened to be right behind each other. But I want to have more of them. These moments were proof to me that I'm growing. They were evidence that the work I put in three years ago has something to show for it today. So I'm going to start my planning of 2023 with the question, how do I want to feel? I know it's insane for someone like me, an INTJ, an architect who really doesn't value emotions more than most things to make my priority for planning the results of the next year about feelings. But here we are. How do you want to feel in 2023? 
I don't mean every day because that is literally a choice that you will make every day, how you're going to feel that day. But I better plan my year to deliver a handful of these moments where it stops me in my tracks like it did, um, I don't know, four, six weeks ago. I want it to cause me to pause and be, number one, grateful. And number two, present and intentional and just like acknowledge, oh, I am on a a journey in my life. This is a pit stop. I'm going to stop and just look around either what it is that I'm blessed enough to have the opportunity to do or recognize that, you know what, this opportunity didn't exist and I created it because I did blah, 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 whatever that is. Um, We have to recognize those moments, but we got to give ourselves those moments to recognize. So grateful, present, intentional, aware. What can I do this week that will bring me to a pause in Q1 of next year and recognize, oh, this is new. What can you do? What if we didn't go straight for the increased sales 5% crap? What if we made our experience of the achievement feel different? I think people like me could really change some lives if this was our new mode of what our achievements look and felt like. What do you think? I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. I want you to really think them through. And then I want to hear from you. So as always, I would love to hear from our community about this episode. And what ways are you being challenged by making plans? Was this helpful? Do you think I am out there? <laughs> Sometimes I am. But I, I've been thinking about this and communicating the happenings of that um, those two days for the last six weeks. And the more I think about it, the more true and right it seems. So that's why I decided to share it with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. You know I meant it when I said I'm creating a movement. If you're interested in joining that movement, please go to theladder.phonesites.com. Let's put our heads together. And remember, I can't be your business BFF without hearing from you. So please send me some feedback. You can email podcast at ladderroofing.com and find me on Instagram at emilymo underscore CFO. Help me grow this community by reviewing and sharing the show. And until next time, my friends, peace and profits.